0: President Biden addresses a joint Congress while investigations are heating up all around. Hey, girls and guys, I'm Brenda with an eye, and this is Did You Hear the News? It's been a messy week, but let's see if we can start out with some positives. In his first address to the Congress, Joe Biden spoke about what we've done so far, where we're going, what needs to be done. He was flanked by two women on each side, the Madam VP, the Speaker of the House. And that was historic, of course, because that's never happened before. Nancy Pelosi is actually the only female Speaker of the House ever. It was actually during a uh, State of the Union with George W. Bush, in which he had the privilege of introducing her as the female Speaker of the House. So she's been the only female Speaker of the House. And of course, Kamala Harris, Vice President. Kamala Harris has been the only female Vice President. So yay in our history of hundreds of years we finally got two women in the number two and number three spots. so yay to that it was a very small crowd of course because you know covid a crowd that would normally be about 1600 people was cut down to 200 and Honestly, I'm like, okay, I think that's fine. We all have T V. We can watch it. Honestly, he could have gave the speech at the White House. I'd have been fine. At this point it's like whatever. All of this talking I wanted to see some action. But anyways. So he did of course start out by talking about what we've done so far by we I mean they because I've been sitting at the house, but um, what their administration has done so far in terms of COVID, you know, getting vaccinations, all of that jazz. In terms of the American Rescue Plan, of course, they got checks into people's hands and accounts. So it was shots in arms, checks in hands, or whatever. And then he discussed, of course, his new set of bills. So once again, as we've been talking about on the show the two parts of his. Uh, plan so one is mostly infrastructure and then the second part is going to be that American family plan in which he wants to um, do things like paid leave for families because our country is completely and totally utterly behind when it comes to paid leave in general but he wants to give people paid leave for when they have children when they're sick all of those things money for education, free community college, maybe up to 2 years free tuition for, you know, people that go to HBCUs. All kinds of things he wants to do with that plan. He wants to make the child tax credit permanent so that child tax credit that was part of the American Rescue Plan where parents can get like upwards of $360 I think a month for their children. That is a short-term plan right now, but he wants to make that a permanent plan at least for a few years. So all in all, wonderful things in the bill, of course. However, there are going to be some issues. Both plans together are like $4 trillion. <laughs> <laughs> so you already know like Republicans are like, no, and then... Democrats like Joe Manchin are like, mm, like I'm going to have a conniption. It's too much money. Um, and of course, he did discuss taxes and how he wants to pay for it. So, of course, he wants to pay for um, part of it, I'd say the bulk of it, by increasing taxes. No, not on us brokies. On people who are making over $400,000. A year. I talked about this on the last podcast. I and mean, of course, he mentioned it in his speech. Corporations and millionaires and billionaires should be paying their fair share. That's all there is to it. I don't even understand why it's a debate. Like, it's insane to me. But we have to debate it. So, of course, he wants to um, do that capital gains tax that I talked about last week. Of course, he wants to um, do like the wealth tax and the inheritance tax. Because, no, it's not fair that if your Pop Pop bought stock in Apple when it was like $20 and apple has gone up substantially since then and then pop pop passes away and he leaves it to you and it's at a a completely ridiculous amount now like what a hundred times that and you sell it off you don't have to pay any taxes in that like that's not fair at all it's called a, a step up tax because once again it's another way for the rich to stay richer and continue getting richer. So, basically, what he would do is, you would get taxed on the part of that money that has appreciated when you sell it, which is only fair. I don't, I don't even understand why we. Have this. I don't understand why we have to. It's only fair, and. I know Republicans like to say, oh, that's socialism taking money and redistributing it. But I don't, I don't understand. Do you think Amazon is about to put their money into infrastructure and roads and bridges? I can be driving down the highway and see 10 Amazon trucks. On the same highway, back to back, but they're not paying their fair share of taxes, which means it's not going to infrastructure. Which means they can run down the roads all they want, but they don't ever have to pay for them. That doesn't. Like, that don't. That don't make sense, y'all. You know? Anyways, once again, there's just a not a lot of anything that y'all can say to me to justify corporations not paying their fair share of taxes so president biden does want to close those loopholes in which corporations and wealthy people don't pay taxes they don't pay the same taxes it the 99 percent should not be paying more in taxes than the one percent that hold more money and more wealth than the 99 percent. it doesn't make sense there's i'm not going to say there's nothing wrong with billionaires Because just to be a billionaire, we got to talk about the fact that like there were clearly some exploitative actions that took place for you to become a billionaire. But if you are going to be a billionaire, you can pay your fair share of taxes. It's not going to prevent you from still being a billionaire. Most of these people, when they pay their fair share of taxes, they will still be billionaires. They will still be millionaires. What is the excessive need to have all this money? You can't take it with you when you die. You can't spend it all in a lifetime. But the rest of us should be struggling and down and out and having to decide if we want a house or a wedding or a dog or like it it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. So President Biden is really on this push for Building wealth from the bottom in the middle outward. And I was oh, I was so glad to hear in his speech when he said trickle-down economics doesn't work. Because what have I been saying for months? Who thought of trickle-down ec- economics? Who said let's cut taxes on the corporations and that money is just going to fall down like no no cutting taxes on corporations did not cause them to build more to make you know more jobs and stuff all it means they did was oh we got this extra money let's give it to the ceo and once again meanwhile the poor continue to get poor the middle class is shrinking so i was glad to hear him say that in his his speech I know that Republicans are like super duper against it. Once again, they like to throw out socialism. I'm not even sure that we all really know what socialism means. But from what I understand of socialism, that doesn't seem to be it. It would be one thing if we were looking at Jeff Bezos and we were saying, well, no, you need to take all the millions and billions of dollars that you had and redistribute it because everybody owns Amazon. Like, no, that's not what we're saying. Pay your fair share of taxes. There's no reason the rest of us should be paying more in taxes than corporations that are worth millions and billions of dollars. It don't make no sense. It don't make no sense. When I look at my pay stubs every week, I get disgusted at how many taxes are taken out of my check when I know that some people are paying no taxes when they have millions of dollars and y'all's former president only paid like what 750 for like maybe two years in the past 20 years come on like don't stop disrespecting this y'all keep disrespecting this but anyways all in all it was like a good speech i mean y'all be coming after joe but like he's an old guy yes but I don't think that means anything when it comes to him knowing what he's doing. Like, I I know that he knows what he's doing. I feel confident that he knows what he's doing. I wish he would stop playing with these student loans. But I just, it, it is what it is. And of course, you know, there was the Democratic side and there was a the Republican side. And, you know, Democrats would stand and clap and none of the Republicans would clap. Now, Ted Cruz did stand for um when joe biden said get your vaccinations he did stand up for that everybody was surprised i was like whatever uh but then he did start going to sleep during the speech so that's neither here nor there decent speech i thought myself personally um then he you know after he left he gave some fist bumps and stuff he fist bumped Liz Cheney and now the Republicans are for real trying to kick her out and I'm just like why do y'all want everybody else to be miserable like y'all like the man reached out for a fist bump and she fist bumped him back like uh, grow up grow up anyway so yeah after his speech um where at the end he did say hey Pass the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. Hey, pass the Violence Against Women Act. Hey, pass the Voting Rights Act. Like He just kind of started naming all the things that have already passed in the House that the Congress needs to act on, putting the pressure on Congress, which I appreciate, but once again, Republicans don't care about us. So I don't think that makes any difference. Um, and then he he wrapped his speech up, and then he left. And then the follow-up speech was given by Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina, the only black Republican in the Senate. There's only three black Republicans in Congress in general, but he's the only one in the Senate. And, you know, I'd be lying if I said I watched the whole thing. I did not watch the whole thing. I actually turned expeditiously as soon as he started talking on tv but i did go back and like listen to clips and so i just i couldn't do the whole thing it had been a lot um it was late i I didn't have it in me but parts of his speech were very interesting um i'm wondering if like obviously he probably had to like write it or have his speech writers write it before he heard you know the full body speech i don't know but It seems like all the media had the leaked speech, so it seems like he would have known what was in the speech. It didn't seem like the speech, his speech, correlated with what President Biden said. It just seemed like he's like, we're going to say what we want to say regardless, Um, which is like, okay, whatever. Um, What did get a lot of attention from his speech was when he said that America is not a racist country and... What was so interesting about it was that he said this after he, you know, explained all the ways in which he had been profiled and discriminated against because of his race. And then he said, America is not a racist country. And I was like, okay, I guess. And then President, Vice President Kamala Harris was also asked a similar question. And she too said... America is not a racist country. She followed it up with, but, you know, we have to not forget the ways in which racism have played in everything we got going on in America. And I was just like, what is so hard? What is so hard about saying America is a racist country? Like, it's systemic. And I know that, you know, Vice President Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, have neither of them have um, refuted that, even though you guys' favorite Lindsey Graham did say on the news this week as well that there's no systemic racism. Uh, Vice President Kamala Harris and President Joe Biden have not refuted that. So that's why I kind of was not as annoyed or perturbed about it when she was like, America's not a racist country. Um, but America is a racist country. And it's okay to say that. It's okay to say that. We have to say it because if we don't, we're just going to keep moving on pretending that America is not a racist country. And that's the problem. Can't fix a problem if you won't admit you got a problem. So I just, I don't, I don't get what's so hard about saying that. Um (laughs) like I don't we we wouldn't have the just Department of Justice like legit investigating police districts and stuff if we didn't really think that like America wasn't a racist country, like because all of the police killings of African Americans in Minnesota. And then also now they are investigating the um, Louisville police department. So it's like, you wouldn't be investigating all these police departments for basically how they treat people of color, specifically black people. If there was no systemic racism in the U S and, America wasn't a racist country. I mean, I'm sh- there are many other ways to prove it systemically, of course, like redlining and the school to prison pipeline and things of that nature. But instead of admitting that there's racism, you use your one black senator as the negotiator with the Democrats over the policing bill and then you put him out in front of america to show that you have a token to say that there's not racism in america so it's like no what racist who who's up like miss us with all of that miss us with all of that i I want you guys to be honest about it america is a racist country since its foundations, since slavery, since they wrote the Constitution and black people weren't even counted as full people. <laughs> America ain't racist. Please stop. Y'all, y'all just be playing. Speaking of playing, it's been a while. It's been a while. But we got to talk about Andrew Cuomo again. We just got to do it. Because. If you don't recall, Andrew Cuomo's in a little bit of hot water for multiple reasons, just a multitude of reasons. Um, one being the counting of nursing home deaths in New York due to COVID. So if you recall, Cuomo was in hot water because it appeared that he had underreported and by he, I mean, you know, the state of New York had underreported nursing home deaths by like 50%. That was from a report that was found by Letitia James, the attorney general there. And ever since then, just everything's been falling apart from for him. Um, So, basically, they tried to say, okay, well, here's the deal about the nursing home deaths. Um, When people left the nursing home and they died in the hospital, technically, they didn't count that as a nursing home death. And when the previous administration asked them for the data, they kind of froze up and was like, how's the best way for us to present this because we don't want the administration to be able to use this against us. But in a new report from New York Times, they found that apparently Cuomo's aides had been basically hiding the data for like at least five months. So basically, health officials would like put out Numbers and then his aides would like just like kind of scrub them and like either hide them or like put out new numbers instead. Um, which is not good for him because, once again, if there's nothing to hide, then you should be able to be forthcoming. But this makes it seem like, of course, they were hiding something. Uh, just not good for Andrew Cuomo. Things have kind of like. The temperature has kind of been turned down on everything because he did have, you know, those uh, sexual harassment allegations. And we haven't heard a lot about that, but I know that those were being investigated, especially the young ladies who had made those claims about him. So, this is just more not so great news. Uh, for Cuomo, especially because, once again, he just tries to like downplay everything. He's said multiple times he's not going to resign. He's up for re-election in 2022, if I'm not mistaken. So, if the people want to, they'll get him out then. Uh, at this point, he's basically going to put it in their hands because he said he ain't resigning. So, ooh, I don't even... Ooh, I don't know what to say about that. Uh, he continues to maintain also that the sending the sick people back from the hospital to the nursing home was the federal law, so he didn't do anything wrong. And I kind of have to. I, I'm not gonna say I give him that, but I don't really know what could have been done. Once again, not being you know anybody's governor and not privy to information, but also it was a very new pandemic that nobody knew anything about. But I really do think it's a problem that he tried to fudge the numbers. I mean, I'm sure it's been done many times, many ways, but to basically undercount, underreport half of the deaths that happened from nursing home residents because they weren't in the nursing home like that's just sneaky AF and he knew what he was doing and his aides knew what they were doing especially if they were basically hiding that information for months not a few weeks months purposely so mm, uh, we'll see how it goes (laughs) i think this is just going to be part of you know the investigation and, and more Things are going to come out as they continue to dig and we'll see if it affects his chances of reelection or not because we already know people have uh, short-term memories when it comes to politics and scandals and who knows. However, one person we have not forgotten about and who the Justice Department obviously hasn't forgotten about either is y'all's former... American Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Giuliani is going out bad. Like, it's real sad to see, honestly. Like, you know, when after 9-11, he was America's mayor. Everybody was like, oh my God, he's been so great. He's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And then Donald Trump came along and he just has been just going out so sad. But this week, the FBI carried out raids on Giuliani's Manhattan apartment and his office. They took electronic devices from him. And all of this is part of the investigation into basically his role in helping to oust the Ukraine ambassador and or uh, asking Ukraine to investigate President Biden. Now, loosely based, um, probably in this investigation, is the fact that apparently during the Trump administration, Rudy Gianni was told that he was being used by Russia as a pawn to carry out misinformation. This was something that was reported far and wide multiple times. Uh, that Gi- Giuliani had been told specifically that Russians were using him to peddle misinformation. They were planning stories in his brain for him to come back and try to use it against Joe Biden. And he was like, what? No, uh-uh. But Hunter Biden's laptop. And, so, like, and that's why it's been so crazy because basically... Russians were telling him this stuff and he was like well I know it's true like you guys that's not what's happening like I know the information they're telling me is true so that's where he was getting a lot of his information about Hunter Biden's laptops or like Hunter Biden doing illegal things in Russia and Joe Biden making deals to cover up for him like things that have not been provable that nobody will really even pick up or report besides Fox news because there's just no information there from reputable sources that could prove that. So it's basically just Russia doing what they were trying to do to continue to help the former president by making Joe Biden look bad. Um, but Basically, what the FBI is looking for in Giuliani's electronics is information, once again, about whether or not he was the one who kind of pushed for the ousting of that Ukraine ambassador, Marie Yovanovitch. So, if you don't recall the first impeachment, I don't think a lot of us actually paid attention to it, but that was because they said that the former president had basically tried to involve the Ukraine president in some kind of, he offered him some kind of quid pro quo in order to get information for Joe Biden. And Marie Yovanovitch was like, "Mm -mm, like, that's not right. And so the belief is that Rudy Giuliani did what he could to, get her out of there so that they could proceed with their dealings, illegal ones, um, in trying to make Joe Biden look bad. Now, she ended up getting fired. So that's probably part of the reason why they're looking into how much Uh, Rudy Giuliani had to do with that keep in mind this is an investigation that has already been going on for like two years once again that first impeachment was in 2020 okay and then of course the former president was impeached again in 2021 but so like in 2019 this investigation started now apparently the bill Barr, justice department under the former president knew that you know the fbi was looking at rudy giuliani and was trying to carry out warrants and stuff on him and so they blocked all of that and so now that there's a new uh department of justice and a new attorney general merrick garland has already said like i'm not working for the interests of the president. But if I see something that looks illegal, I'm not going to ignore it just because you guys think, oh, it's going to be, you know, retaliation or whatnot. So apparently this is not something because Rudy Giuliani has already tried to paint it out as like, once again, a witch hunt. Everything's a witch hunt. So he's already tried to paint it as like retaliatory in nature and all of that. But Apparently, this is something that was sought under Bill Barr. He blocked it. New attorney general, who actually cares about the truth and all of that, he's in office now. And he's like, mm, Yeah, go ahead and move forward with that. Everybody was like, Well, how much did President Biden know? And he was like, I didn't know nothing. Like, because he has said specifically more than once, he does not own the Justice Department. It's not his Justice Department. They are completely separate of what he does. They're even investigating his son. Like He doesn't want anything to do with it because he doesn't want to be seen as influencing them. They should be private on their own. And Merrick Garland does not have to contact Joe Biden and say, just so you know, we're about it like he doesn't have to do that so i can see that being very true that joe biden was probably looking at the news and was like oh snap like it's just getting real just like the rest of us so of course rudy giuliani has come out and denied everything um especially because a part of this investigation is also whether or not rudy was working as a, a agent to ukraine without listing it so basically if you are going to be doing any kind of dealings of the sort in which rudy was doing in another country like you have to list it like you have to basically put it in right say hey like i'm doing these dealings but he was an unlisted agent for ukraine and that's legal that's what they say rudy giuliani says that he was not representing whomever it is they're looking into him having represented so of course i don't expect him to come out and be like yep i did it all i did it all lock me up so (laughs) we'll see how that goes uh which is really interesting is if you have paid attention to any reports in the past few years you know that rudy giuliani is not the best with his electronics anyway like he's been accused of multiple butt dowels. uh apparently he switches numbers and phones all the time people that have gotten his old phone numbers have been like yeah like no wonder i was getting such weird calls like he doesn't keep his screens locked he will leave his lo- electronics everywhere like he has like three phones apparently um i know this one reporter was like yeah i was in a cab with him and he got out of the cab his security was like do you have all your electronics he was like of course i got all my electronics and then she was like she looked up and saw something lighting up on the seat of the cab and she just kind of like chuckled and handed it to the security guy because this man don't keep his electronics on lock so i don't i don't think they're going to have uh that part of a problem finding what they're looking for Giuliani claims that he already told them like he would give them whatever they needed so he's calling this like totally unnecessary he said there were like seven uh FBI agents that showed up to his apartment he just thought that was insane uh it was over it was overdone it was too much and I was like well welcome to you know the life of black Americans all the time anyways uh so We'll see how that goes. Uh, Apparently, this has kind of shaken up the uh, inner circles of the former president because uh, search warrants, unlike the Breonna Taylor case, normally you have to show a very large burden of proof that what you're looking for, you're likely going to find. Uh, apparently, judges are supposed to take to account those things when they approve a search warrant. So, uh, a lot of people in the law world are saying like this is a pretty big deal like for FBI to actually carry out a raid with a search warrant to confiscate electronics. Like that's a big deal. So, it looks like the former president's inner circle are all kind of like looking over their back In case they're next, (laughs) I don't know if anything will ever come from this. I don't know if Rudy Giuliani will be charged, if he'll go to jail. I don't know, but just the sheer fact that these people are nervous makes my heart smile. Because you know they've been doing, you know, they've been doing crazy illegal stuff. Like they've all but kind of just said it out loud so eh. once again it's kind of like one of those things where it's like you want to see justice served but you know you probably won't see it so we'll keep an eye on that story of course because every day the plot seems to thicken um speaking of criminals who basically just flat out said hey like yeah this is the legal stuff i did the Daily Beast reported this week that they had obtained a letter from Joel Greenberg. Now, if you don't recall who Joel Greenberg is, he is the associate that is connected to the Matt Gates 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 drama. He is the Florida tax collector who apparently was in charge of getting girls and stuff uh, for Matt and like paying them off and basically orchestrating these crazy wild party orgy things. I don't know if that's exactly what happened, but apparently there was sex involved, obviously, because as you know, Matt Gates was basically or is under investigation for sex with a minor and some possible sex trafficking of a minor. So, Daily Beast says that they had this letter that Joel Greenberg wrote to real-life Monopoly man Roger Stone, close friend of the former president, also Florida resident, and he basically was trying to get a pardon. For about $250,000. And if you recall, (laughs) apparently there were like people literally paying big money for pardons from the former president because, you know, he's that kind of guy who'll do that kind of thing. So apparently Greenberg was seeking from the former president... Uh, looped in with his buddy, Matt Gates, And so he wrote Roger Stone, allegedly, a letter in which he basically detailed all the illegal things he did. And I was like, I don't think that's what you're supposed to do in a pardon. You're just supposed to be like, hey, can you get me a pardon for the crimes I'm being accused of and any of those thereafter that I might be charged with? But, you know, he just wanted to bear all the business. So apparently in this letter, he says, Hey, yes, he and I both had sex with this young woman who's underage. But here's the deal. We thought she was 19. And when we found out that she wasn't, I reached out to her and I told her that she ought to be ashamed. Did she know how much trouble she had, could have gotten us in? Did she know what she could have caused? Did she know that her actions could severely damage our lives? And she was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. My bad. And then they commenced to not contact her again, until after she turned 18. <laughs> after she was legal and barely might I add, they began to continue contact with her. And so apparently that's when you can see the Venmo transactions that say, um, hey get blankety blank which is the nickname they use for the girl so so many things are wrong with just that snippet of the letter alone so many things uh it's the fact that when you found out allegedly that she was 17 you scolded her the adult in the situation. You scolded the child. Who of course. Responsibility and accountability. For her actions. But it's still a child. And made her feel like. She was in the wrong. Once again. Not saying she's not accountable. But adults here. Scolded the child. Cut off communication. But. Then called her back up a few months after she turned 18. We're talking about scum. We're talking about scum here. Scum of the earth type men. Because what are you in your 30s needing to do with an 18-year-old anyway? Anyway. It's giving me strong grooming vibes. Even if you didn't mean to be a pedophile, it's giving me strong grooming vibes regardless. Young girls who are down and out, who might need some extra money. It's giving me real Jeffrey Epstein vibes. If you haven't seen the uh, Netflix documentary, check it out. It's giving me real Epstein vibes. That's the same thing he would do. Young girls who are in... West Palm Beach, who didn't have as much money as, you know, the people in Palm Beach, like himself, the girls who knew that they needed money and they were down and out and he could pay them for certain things. Young girls who didn't necessarily want to have sex, but, you know, knew other young girls so they could reach out and bring him women. Like that's exactly what he was doing. And that's exactly what this sounds like. And it's disgusting. It's real disgusting. And so, apparently he wrote all of this in a letter to Roger Stone. Once again, not necessary at all. Not necessary at all. He didn't even have to put any details. All he had to do was ask for a pretty much preemptive blanket pardon like apparently Matt Gates asked for. It. But anyways, just disgusting And <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Matt Gates has basically said that all of this is a lie, has tried to pretend like it's not even happening, even though he's gotten, you know, some pretty hefty lawyers uh, on his side to defend him. But basically, he's just continued to just try and go on about his already scummy life anyway um and now he's seen it teaming up with marjorie taylor green which doesn't surprise me at all at all because they're both scum both scummy and they are taking their clown show on the road and it's going to be called the america first tour they've created some kind of joint fundraising group and Let's not forget that this man is raising money off of this drama. Like raising money off of his alleged pedophilia. You cannot make this stuff up. So he and Taylor Green have come together to raise money for... I guess whatever, you know, they want to put their money towards people are calling for Matt Gates to be removed from his committees i don't understand why he hasn't already kevin mccarthy can call out everybody else like maxine waters but he could not he can never say anything about the members of his own party can't be can't be bothered can't be bothered so i just I want them in jail. I want them all in jail. I want them all locked up. <laughs> I, there's not even anything else I can say besides like, I want to see these people under the jail. Like, that's that's really disgusting. Um, it also came out a few weeks back that the uh, investigation is also looking into Matt Gates's ties with, like, the marijuana industry. So, if you didn't know, there was a bill that passed in the house to legalize marijuana back in maybe like December, kind of like the end of last year, beginning of this year. And Matt Gates got up and was like, yeah, like our views on marijuana are outdated. We need to stop playing these games. Like, let's just go ahead and legalize it. And everybody was like, what? Like Matt Gates. You know, he's younger. He might dabble. But if you recall, (laughs) part of this investigation is looking into a trip that he took to the Bahamas with a a hand surgeon and a marijuana entrepreneur. And I kept saying, like, why did they bring up the marijuana entrepreneur? Like, that's kind of interesting. Like, what's his role in this? But now they're saying, well, now we need to look into whether Matt Gates had ties with the marijuana industry in an effort to, I guess, legalize marijuana so that he can get like some kickbacks from it. And I hate for it to be true because I really thought he might have been pro- progressive on that issue. That was the least I could have given him. But if Republicans have showed us anything, it's going to be that anytime they're fighting for the people, it's really about what they can get for themselves, like money, like how they fight for Second Amendment rights because the NRA gives them so much money. And I'm just like, you know what? Lock him up. Legalize marijuana on a federal level. Decriminalize it. Get all our brothers and our sisters and our uncles and our daddies out of jail. Out of prison for marijuana charges. And lock Matt Gates up. I'm sick of it. And one more thing I'm sick of this week. (sighs) So California is going to have a recall. Apparently, they've gotten the signatures and they still need to be verified. But if everybody checks out, they have reached the limit of signatures that they need to do a recall on Governor Gavin Newsom. Now, apparently, the recall effort began before COVID if I'm not mistaken but with COVID and everything going on it basically gained fuel because it gave the right more reason to be like we hate him he's closing everything down he's not listening to the guidelines that he's put out for the state We don't think he's handling this right. Even though California is set to be on track to open fully mid-June, they have the lowest case numbers per capita with millions of people, more people than many of these states. Um, But... You know how the right does. And then apparently, once again, because of COVID, the uh, time for them to gather signatures was expanded. So that was just like a perfect storm of conditions in which now California will be having a pricey recall. I think I heard on Pod Save America, it's going to be like $400 million. It's up there. It's ridiculous. Maybe it was 40. I don't know, but it's going to be expensive. Number one. Number two, it's likely going to be a waste of time. Uh, even if you got like all the Republicans to v- vote against Gavin Newsom, like California has so many Democrats, it's kind of disgusting. So I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to say he can't be recalled. It's happened before. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger actually became the governor due to a recall effort. However, the candidate that was being recalled was like very unpopular in ways that Gavin Newsom is not. Uh, There were also, I think, more registered Republicans uh, at that point, and it's not the same. Demographics are different now. So it could be... A very expensive waste of time or it could garner something. (sighs) What's even more annoying is that Caitlyn Jenner has now announced that she'll be running for governor of California. Now, I don't live in California. I don't. So, this doesn't directly affect me. But... Haven't we had enough of famous people? Specifically that family. Have we had enough? And here, listen. I don't have a problem with Caitlyn Jenner being transgender. I don't have a problem with her running per se. But I do have a problem with the fact that she has no platform. You can go to her website and you can see this. I even tried to go earlier today because I was like, maybe things have changed since the last time I was disgusted by this information. But no, still the same. Her website has no platform. It has one brief statement about how She's basically not going to be tied to interest in Sacramento. And then if you go to her Twitter, you see that she says she's not going to, you know, Hollywood's not going to be in her pocket. Like, you know, they're in Gavin Newsom's. And all of that, but no plan, no platform, no policy beliefs just merchandise and vibes that's really it she's a republican she's a trump supporter she made that known that's fine but it's like girl can you truly force us to believe that you would do a better job than gavin Newsom? Can you, can you lead me to believe that you can govern like one of the most populous states in the U.S. with no experience, just vibes and merch? This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Like... You should you shouldn't even want to come in people's face and play with them like that. Like for real, and the scary thing about it is this is what really gets me is that there's a, already like a strange weird obsession with that family anyway. So it's just like people were out there just like vo- voting for her cuz they think it's cute. Like, yeah, Kardashian and Jenner. Like, guys. Like, but, you know, it's even funnier. Like when Kanye was running for president. I haven't seen a sole member of the family come out and be like, yeah, vote for Caitlyn. Not a one. Not a one. So, uh, Just want y'all to stop playing in our faces. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. And I think, after what we've been through the past four years, I think it's just a little cruel. I think it's just very cruel for anybody from Hollywood, especially those of you who are just completely disconnected and don't really care about other people and only want to do something to make yourself look good and give yourself more publicity. I think you should sit this out. Sit it out. We don't we don't want you in our government. We're already fighting conspiracy theorists and racists in our government. <sighs> Please just leave us alone. Just leave us alone. Like we are trying to heal. We are trying our hardest to heal. And this is just so counterproductive to our healing experience. I want y'all to leave us alone. That's all I ask. And this is a reminder, once again, that you don't have to like Caitlyn Jenner's politics. Lord knows I don't. But it's not cool to purposely misgender her and mislabel her because of the fact she's transgender. Like, that's not cool at all. You can call her her, she. You can also not vote for her. Two things can be true at once. It's just been really disheartening to see all of these bills come out against transgender youth in like the past few weeks. And that doesn't add anything. I saw an interview with the governor of West Virginia. And he just signed a bill into law that would ban transgender youth girls from competing in sports. And the reporter asked him, can you give me one instance of a transgender youth in West Virginia where you have about 13 transgender youth in which they tried to play girl sports? He couldn't give her One, he had like, he didn't even know what was in the bill. He said, oh, well, hundreds of bills come to my desk and whatnot. And, you know, as a coach of a girl's team, I don't think it would be fair for, you know, transgender girls to play with them because they have an advantage. But he doesn't have not one example of a transgender girl trying to play Girl sports, not one. And she ate him up and I loved it. She said, West Virginia is in the low 40s to, to 50th in things like education, healthcare, and other stuff. But why is transgender youth sports your number one issue? And he didn't have no answer. And I just want when you guys are thinking about transgender people, men, women, and children, and you're thinking, Oh no, we can't have them in the bathroom. Oh no, we can't have transgender girls playing sports. Oh no. We can't have equality for transgender people. I just want you to think about how many other things are actually real issues. Just take a second and think about how many things you've actually seen, you've actually borne witness to that were actual issues. And then I want you to think about how many times you've had an issue with A transgender person in the bathroom. A transgender girl trying to play girl sports. Just, Just think about how many times you've encountered it. And then mind your business. I keep saying it takes nothing. It's free. There's absolutely no way you can go into debt by just trying to be a decent person. There's no way. Just be a decent person. And Republicans, stop using your hate for other groups, transgender, gay, black, Latino, as a way to rile up your base so that you can get votes. No, Joe Biden is not trying to limit your beef intake. Oh, my God. The fact that I even have to say it's ridiculous. Joe Biden is not trying to limit you to one cheeseburger a month. I think he doesn't really care if you ate a thousand cheeseburgers a day and met an untimely early death. I don't think he cares at all, honestly. So for Fox News and friends, and by friends, I mean actual members of Congress, Republicans, to actually peddle Such false information is just so sad and disgusting. Joe Biden don't care if y'all eat meat. Joe Biden doesn't care if you eat meat. The information that they shared on Fox News was from a report that predates Joe Biden's presidential candidacy. It doesn't have anything to do with him. But because Fox News showed it on air... Everybody picked it up. There are millions of viewers, members of Congress. Nobody tried to fact check. Nobody said, well, when did Biden say that he was going to try to fix the climate by limiting beef? Nobody even researched it. They just said trauma and vibes. We're going to put it online. We're going to put it on the air and we'll just deal with it later to the point where The reporter had to apologize and walk it back. Ain't ain't that embarrassing to y'all? No, Kamala Harris's book is not being sent to children in detention centers as part as a welcome package. (sighs) The reporter who reported that story quit the New York Post. Because she said that she was forced, forced to write that story, even though she knew it wasn't true. Apparently, a young girl in a detention center had Kamala Harris's book, Vice President Kamala Harris, had her book, someone took a picture of it, and then that was used to say that all the children in the detention centers were getting Kamala Harris's book. When in actuality, someone had just donated the book to the facility and a young child had the book. Do y'all not see how dangerous it is to just take things at face value and just run with them? Do you not see how one side is literally trying to take falsities and blow them up to get you angry and panicked so that you would think that the other side is just trying to take all of your freedoms and this and that they're like can't you see through that is it not embarrassing to really think that joe biden was like one burger a month folks like (laughs) All I ask is this. No, I can't even ask y'all to research. I was going to say do your research, but I can't even ask y'all to research because I can't even trust the sources that you're going to get your research from. So maybe what I should ask you is, and maybe I should do better of this myself, but I can't watch Fox News because I can't believe anything they say. And I can't watch Tucker Carlson tell people to call the cops on parents and CPS on parents if they see their child wearing a mask outside. So so I can't watch Fox News. But if you do watch Fox News, I would implore you to when they say something, Look into it first. Just look into it first. If they show you an infographic that says, President Biden doesn't want you to eat meat so that we can save the climate, just a quick search and you're a Googler. That's all I ask. That's all I'm asking y'all. That's all I'm asking y'all. I just want us to be better. I just want us to do better. I just want us to live better. And that's it. So thank you guys for listening to the show this week. I really appreciate it. Don't forget, you can find the show on YouTube now. And it's everywhere that you listen to podcasts. Y'all take care. And thanks for listening to Did You Hear the News?